I've found that anxiety is the symptom of the belief that you are not safe, which is usually derived from an unprocessed or underprocessed traumatic experience where you didn't feel safe. Welcome to Entire Rewire, the show that will allow you to peel back the layers of your mind and reveal who you truly are. I'm Savannah Laster, your host, worthiness coach, and entrepreneur that has a burning passion to spread the light and love necessary for you to step into the most empowered and healed version of yourself. Come get your daily dose of powerful mindset shifts and let's evolve together. I'm so grateful you're here. Hello, welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. This episode is all about the tools that helped reduce my anxiety by 80%. I know it sounds like clickbait (laughs) because that's insane, but it's true. All of the methodologies that I'm sharing with you today have helped significantly decrease the prevalence of my anxiety. Full disclosure, before we get into the episode, I am not a licensed therapist. The purpose of this episode is strictly just to share my personal experiences with anxiety, to give you the tools and methodologies that have helped me heal and regulate my nervous system. So hopefully you can learn from my experiences and what has worked for me and try it out for yourself. It's not me telling you what's right for your body and your mind because we are all so very different. This is not medical advice by any means. So just wanted to put that out there before we begin. This is actually (laughs) my second time recording this episode. Actually, more like my third because yesterday I recorded it two different times and then the recording I ended up editing for 30 minutes that I liked got deleted. So that was great. Uh, (laughs) I was really frustrated about that, but we're back. We're here now. And I also just think it's such a reminder that things don't always go to plan. I had to record this a day later than I wanted to, which means it's released a day later than I had originally expected it to be. And you know, we just have to flow with life. Just take life as it comes because things come up, life happens, and just give yourself grace because I had to give myself a lot of grace yesterday. So just a little tangent before we begin. (laughs) So my history with anxiety is pretty long-winded. Anxiety felt like it ruled my life for about 10 plus years. When I was in junior high and high school, I experienced something extremely traumatic. And ever since then, my nervous system was completely out of whack. That traumatic experience rocked my world. And for the longest time, I actually didn't acknowledge my trauma or my dysregulated nervous system. And the longer I ignored these unprocessed events, the louder my anxiety got. And it peaked about maybe a year and a half ago where I went through a six-month period of frequent panic attacks. I'd have about 
three to five per week. It was pretty debilitating and it felt like it had such a grip on my life. I was so riddled with anxiety that essentially fear was on my mind consistently throughout my waking day, which was really scary for me and actually was a very traumatic time of my life. Trauma affects us on so many levels that we don't even consciously realize. And if we don't heal and teach our bodies that we are safe, we'll be in a perpetual state of fight or flight. And I realized over time that each anxiety-related episode manifested in a different way, but fundamentally boiled down to the same fear, which was the fear of death. And the fear showed up in different ways, such as me contracting a life-threatening rare disease (laughs) that I needed immediate treatment on, or me getting into a car accident or my family members getting into a car accident or losing my family members somehow. But it always boiled down to death in some way. And at first, I didn't understand the correlation between the fear of death and the trauma I experienced in adolescence because it didn't seem like there was any direct relation to the fear of death. And what I realized was all trauma, whether you were in actual physical danger or not, elicits a fear of death because our ego which is our survival mechanism, has evolved over the course of human history, where our ego used to keep us safe from saber-toothed tigers in the Stone Age. But since those threats aren't present in today's age, our ego is hyper-stimulated and now perceives getting up and speaking to a group of people as dangerous, when in reality, we're not in any real physical danger. And I've found that anxiety is the symptom of the belief that you are not safe, which is usually derived from an unprocessed or underprocessed traumatic experience where you didn't feel safe. So it is less about what actually transpired and more about the fact that your body felt so threatened that its protective mechanism came into full alert. And part of our protective mechanism is compartmentalization because dealing with the pain of trauma is so visceral that we try to protect ourselves from that emotional pain. And because anxiety had such a hold on me for such a long time, I knew that I had to get to the bottom of it. If I wanted to really truly enjoy my life and release this feeling of not being safe in my own body. So I went on this journey to find the tools that made an impact on the prevalence of my anxiety that helped reduce that overall feeling of anxiousness in my day-to-day life. So without further ado, let's get into the list of tools that I use on a regular basis that have helped reduce my anxiety by about 80%. Just to preface this, all of our bodies are so different and unique, and just because these things worked for me doesn't mean that they'll work for you. I just want to provide you the resources 
that can help you along your journey and give you a starting point if you are overwhelmed with where to go and what to do. These are just a few resources that you can dive into and just see how they work for you. It could just be an experimentation of what's the best for you and your body. So I have 10 tools on this list that have really helped me. And the last one I'm going to mention today is actually the most impactful. So stick around if you want to hear that one. So the first one on my list is cold therapy. I love cold therapy. I can't speak highly enough about it. It's actually changed my life and I really didn't think it would, but it's amazing. I've seen such a reduction in my anxiety, but also an elevation in my mood and energy. What cold therapy does is it decreases your cortisol and inflammation levels, elevates your mood and energy, and improves your overall circulation. And what I usually do is I'll take cold showers. So I'll do my whole routine in the shower with warm water, like a temperature that's comfortable for me. And then at the very end, I'll turn it all the way cold for about one to two minutes. It's so uncomfortable and shocking. <laughs> like the first time you do it, you're going to be, your body might go into a small amount of shock because it's just so jarring. <laughs> but every time I do it, I don't regret it because my mood and my energy is off the charts when I get out of a shower, a cold shower. I'm like jumping up and down. I feel like I could run 10 miles. It's amazing. And what I like to do when I'm in that uncomfortable, shocking state of being in the cold, I repeat the affirmation, I am safe, I'm strong. And it really helps me when I'm in that intense level of discomfort, rewire my brain to believe that I am actually safe even when I'm uncomfortable. So I highly recommend coupling an affirmation with the action of cold therapy. The second one on my list is lowering your sugar intake. Now, this isn't one that a lot of people talk about when it comes to anxiety, but I've seen a huge improvement in my anxiety after lowering my sugar intake. Sugar creates low-grade inflammation in the body, which typically leads to higher levels of stress and anxiety. And I remember the first week that I began lowering my sugar intake, I just felt like I had so much more energy. My mind even felt clearer and better able to process new information. And I just felt so much healthier. So I highly recommend that. The next one is regular aerobic exercise. And this one just speaks for itself. Making sure you get your heart rate up at least 20 to 30 minutes a day is vital to keeping your anxiety levels low throughout the day. And there's a lot of research on this as well, um, but it ultimately just lowers inflammation, decreases anxiety, and also decreases depression. So if you're dealing with anxiety or depression, this is a great one for that. The next one is actually supplement related and it's taking ashwagandha. 
If you aren't familiar with ashwagandha, it's an adaptogenic herbal medicine with rich tradition in Ayurvedic medicine practices in India. It not only helps reduce anxiety, but it also helps lower inflammation, manage Parkinson's disease and other neurological disorders, and has been used in cancer care to support low white blood cell count. Various studies have actually been released on its effectiveness in lowering anxiety, especially in open and crowded environments, which I found really interesting. On the days I forget to take it, though, I notice a dramatic difference where my symptoms of anxiety are much more prevalent. And I've also found on the days that I do take it, it has such a calming effect on my nervous system overall. So it's incredible. I highly recommend this, but I also think it's important that you consult with your doctor before taking any form of supplement, especially if you are taking other medications or supplements that it could potentially harmfully interact with. So the next tool on my list is meditation. Meditation is amazing. I have been meditating for about six years now. I use the app called Insight Timer, and I'll put the link to it in the show notes so you guys can check it out. But it is a free app that provides thousands upon thousands of different types of meditations. There are guided meditations, sound healing, meditation music, soundscapes, bedtime stories, like stories that help you fall asleep. There's just such a plethora of options on this app. So if you're new to meditation and you don't know where to start, I recommend downloading this app and trying a body scan meditation. Those meditations allow you to zero in on the voice guiding you through it rather than the thoughts that are racing through your head. And you're consistently focusing on a singular part of your body which also helps you maintain your focus. But meditation ultimately has just taught my body what it feels like to be safe and out of fight or flight mode. Because deep meditative states and anxiety cannot coexist. When you're in that state, it is pure relaxation and safety. So meditation really just teaches your body and mind to get back into safety. The next one on my list is EFT tapping. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. It's a practice that involves tapping on the energy centers of your body called meridian points. This is traditionally used in Chinese medicine practices such as acupuncture, and it works by deactivating the sympathetic nervous system and turning on the parasympathetic. The sympathetic is your fight or flight mode, and the parasympathetic is your state of relaxation. So I use EFT on a daily basis, and you can actually find YouTube videos that guide you through EFT tapping sessions. And you can specifically search for different purposes like reducing anxiety, for confidence, for self-compassion, whatever it is you're trying to focus on. The next one is eating breakfast before caffeine. (laughs) So our cortisol levels are actually the highest right when we wake up. And when we drink caffeine first thing in the morning before we have anything in our stomach, we are just 
increasing the likelihood of experiencing anxiety-related symptoms because higher cortisol levels is also related to caffeine intake. So when you eat breakfast before having caffeine, it allows your body to metabolize that caffeine at a slower rate, which helps your whole system fight those high cortisol levels. And when I made this shift to eating breakfast before having my coffee, I saw a huge difference in not feeling jittery in the mornings anymore. My stomach wasn't upset. I didn't have that anxiety or pit in my stomach. So this is something that I can't stress enough. I think a lot of people just go straight to coffee in the morning, but try it out. Try out eating breakfast first and see how your body reacts to it. The next one is grounding. Grounding is such a powerful practice and it's where you go outside and plant your feet on the earth without any shoes or socks on. It's just your bare feet on the earth and it works by connecting with the magnetic poles because that electrical charge positively affects our health. Various studies have actually shown that it reduces pain, stress, depression, anxiety, and fatigue. And it also improves cardiovascular health. So it's overall great for your health and your entire system. And what I try to do is go outside and ground for 5 to 10 minutes a day if I can. And I've seen a difference in my ability to relax throughout the day after doing a grounding session. So definitely try that one out. All right, I have two more to share with you guys. The second to last is consuming probiotics or improving your gut microbiome health. So I am obsessed with kombucha. <laughs> like obsessed. I try to have a kombucha five out of seven days a week, I'd say. But a lot of people don't like kombucha, so and I totally get it. It's kind of unsettling knowing that you're consuming bacteria, but I love it. I don't know. I don't know why. I just love it. I think it's because I know how great it is for my health. But there are many ways to get your probiotics in, like Greek yogurt, kimchi, sauerkraut, anything that's fermented is great for your gut health. In one study, scientists found decreased microbial richness and diversity in people with generalized anxiety disorder compared with individuals without an anxiety disorder. So increasing that diversity is what can help decrease your anxiety. Furthermore, a meta-analysis of 34 studies investigating the impact of prebiotics and probiotics on anxiety and depression found that, and I quote, probiotics yielded small but significant effects for depression and anxiety. And I have noticed elevated mood and lower anxiety levels throughout my day whenever I have probiotics. So, I would try it out and see how you feel maybe after a week of taking probiotics regularly because science is referred to our gut as our second brain. And I don't know if you knew this, but 80% of serotonin is produced in the gut. 
Isn't that insane? Which just goes to show how important maintaining a healthy gut microbiome is for our mental health, not only our physical health. It is very, very interesting. And you can go down a rabbit hole in researching the gut. It's pretty fascinating. So now we have made it to the last tool that I'm going to give you guys today. And this one, like I said before, has been the most impactful for me in decreasing my anxiety. And this is addressing your trauma and finding a therapist that you trust to try and work through traumatic experiences that you've had in the past. Because when we can heal the root of our anxiety, the anxiety fades away. Because like I said before, anxiety is a symptom of not feeling safe in your body, usually from a traumatic experience. And therapy has been such an incredible healing modality for me in my life. I have been in therapy since high school. It's given me so many incredible healing and coping mechanisms that really help me deal with the many facets of life. It's important to work through trauma with a professional because it is such a layered and complex issue where you really need someone who understands the brain thoroughly to help you through it. So if I leave you with anything today, I hope it's this. Finding a therapist is so incredibly important for the maintenance of your mental health. So we're done with our list. But as a parting note, I just want to say that you are not your anxiety. Your anxiety does not define you. And you don't have to identify with your anxiety-related experiences. In fact, I have this language shift that I use that I'm going to share with you guys, which is instead of saying to someone, I am an anxious person or I'm anxious, identifying with that anxious experience, instead say, I have experienced anxiety or I experience anxiety from time to time, which allows some space and separation between you and that experience because outright categorizing yourself as an anxious person allows very little opportunity for you to believe that you can live your life anxiety-free. Just wanted to leave you with that. I'm very grateful you're here and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night wherever you are and I will see you in the next one. Bye.